Did you wake up one day wondering how you ended up in the shit show of life? Where the only joy you find every day is doom scrolling TikTok, silently wondering why you had to relearn how to part your hair in the middle and laughing at cat videos. Are you tired of wearing all the hats, doing all the things and taking care of everyone else while you can't even sit down for an hour alone without feeling guilty? Then let me welcome you to Hustle Culture Dropout, where we're trading the chaos for clarity. I'm your host, Chastity Campbell, mom, wife, entrepreneur, and professional procrastinator. And I'm ready to bring you along as we discuss everything from burnout to self-care and entrepreneurship to wellness. If you're looking for someone who's got it all figured out, you are definitely in the wrong place. But if you want to discover how to be genuinely happy, make an impact in this world, and occasionally have mindless conversations about the latest celebrity gossip, I've got you. So get ready for some no-nonsense real talk as we take on the insanity of life and what it means to be a woman in today's world. This is Hustle Culture Dropout. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hustle Culture Dropout. I am so excited today to bring on as a guest one of my very, very favorite people who I have had the incredible incredible privilege to not only meet on the internet and sort of learn about her that way, but also to meet in person. And I was able to be a podcast on or a guest on her podcast. And I'm so excited to have you on today, Carrie Fitzgerald, and is literally like the queen of all of the things like I can't I was trying to think of like, what am I like, what's the title of like, what is her job title? And then I'm literally like, oh, Crazy. she's an author, but then also a podcast host. Also this, and a mom, and a, and a wife, and building, like, multiple businesses. And yes, so there's really not a title. Like, what do you even call yourself? <laughs> it's really, like, that. I don't know if we can swear in here. That yes, we can swear. Yes. That crazy is what I call myself. <laughs> yeah. Like multi-passionate, I think I'm definitely a good definition of someone who is multi-passionate and just likes to do a lot of things and just, you know, I, 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 I ride at like a million miles an hour, but then also, you know, I, right now I'm like taking a backseat a little bit because I'm like, okay, we've, we've hustled for seven years and now it's time to slow down. That kind of slapped me in the face a few weeks ago out of nowhere, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I definitely like to do a lot of things and I think, you know, once you do one business or one scary thing, I think it then becomes easier to do the next scary thing and so on. So I think, you know, I just yeah. launched my book a few weeks ago, actually. And mm -hmm. if you asked me two years ago or three years ago, would you ever write a book? It would have been like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> you know, would you ever do a podcast? A couple of years ago when I did my first ever podcast. <laughs> interview I remember I told her like I kind of want to do a podcast this was like three and a half years ago maybe four years mm -hmm. ago and it felt so scary and like so out into the world like that would never I could never mm -hmm. do that and then literally two months later I was like you know what I'm I think I'm gonna do it so I signed up for a podcast coaching program and then I launched my podcast about years ago so I don't know I think it, like yeah. once you do one kind of thing and you do it you're like okay I can do more cool things so yeah. Right. Yeah, that's really like a great outlook to have because I do think it gets I think once you sort of get started on 
I mean, especially if you're doing, you know, creating businesses, but really in anything, I think anything that you take on in life, like in any sort of capacity, like once you sort of have like do it and you go through whether or not you're successful at it, like that's sort of irrelevant, but even that you've got started and you complete it, you're sort of like, oh yeah, well I'm sort of like a badass. Like I can totally do this. You know, like you can like make it happen. Like I did that and I didn't die. Right. Cause like at the, at the end of the day, I always tell people like, you know, it, it might be super, super scary or it might, you, you might not even know like all of the actual steps that you need to go through to start whatever it is that you want to start. But it, once you get through it, like, yeah, was it maybe crazy? Did you maybe lose your mind a little bit? But at the end of the day, like you're still standing, right? Like you didn't die. Like it's all good. And you learned so much from it. So I a hundred percent love that about you just because I always feel like you are the kind of person that at least from what I have viewed is like, you get this idea And then it's just like magic happens. Like you're just like, and here we're going, like we're making it work. And yeah, I mean, it probably doesn't feel like that to you, but like, like one day you'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book. And then what do you know? Like you've written an actual freaking book. (laughs) Who does this? Yeah. You you know, we're, we're also leaving out all the things that I think of. And then I, they just get pushed on the back burner or, I don't definitely don't take action on. So I definitely have, I mean, I have shared so many ideas where it, at the time it was like, okay, this is a good idea. I remember one time I posted, I mean, this is such a bad idea. I posted on my Instagram one time. It must've been like two years ago. I think I'm going to start a hot sauce subscription box because I love hot (laughs) sauce. I'm like, this is a great idea. And then I thought about it for like a few weeks and I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing a hot sauce subscription. So I definitely have a list in my phone actually of ideas that come to me and I get ideas quite often actually, but mm-hmm. a lot of them I think about, and then I think about a little bit more. And if it's like, if I'm unsure or I hesitate or whatever, it kind of ends up just being in the pile of ideas that probably like maybe for later or not now, but mm-hmm. you know, some of my things that I think of, I am okay. Ready to take action. And I'm definitely someone where, and you kind of, I feel like you probably know this about me. Like I'm super passionate I am all in on something or I'm not mm-hmm. in at all. It's how I mm-hmm. am with people. It's how I am with things I like. I'm either obsessed or I probably don't give a shit. Like my ideas, I have an idea and it's like, okay, the book, like I knew I came up with a book idea probably about three years ago. It was like three years ago on New Year's, New Year's Eve. I came up with the idea. I literally mapped out the outline of the book and then it sat dormant in my Google folder for January. And then I started working on it after I went to UPP. So in June mm-hmm. of that year, so I had the idea and then I was like, okay, this is a good one. I'm going to keep it. I wasn't ready. Right. Then, like became ready at one point. So I don't know. I do right. some things, but then other things, I definitely have a good intuition of like when I want to move forward with something. And then I, if I do, it's like full force, a hundred percent in, we're going to get shit done like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I also, mm-hmm. I'm waiting if I'm excited about something. So like, yeah, I was actually, yeah. I gave myself so much time and space for this damn book. And I actually didn't rush myself, which for me is mm-hmm. a very good thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, what, what do you do with, because I know I sort of have like the same 
like I have an app also where I have a document in Google that basically is just like, yeah, it's just like different ideas as they come to me. And it's like, you know, maybe someday it'll happen. And, you know, maybe it, it doesn't. But how do you sort of like push through some of that like uncertainty of getting started on something new? Because I think that so often people have like these ideas with things, like even if it's not business related, but just like things that you want to do. Like I, a goal for myself, like in my thirties was like, I wanted to run a half marathon. And so I, I, I put that off for a, a while. Right. So then how, how do you personally take that and just push through and kind of think, okay, this, I'm going to just do it. I'm going for it. I'm going to work through maybe these questions or this uncertainty and actually get started. Because I feel like a lot of times once we get started, like the scariest part of it's just getting started. Like once you're doing it and you're in it and you're in the trenches, it gets a little bit easier. So how do yeah. you sort of like get, take that first step and like make it happen? I think for me, again, I think it just comes down to if, if I feel like this is the right thing right now. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of get started. I don't know. It's not really a great answer because like I said, mm -hmm. most of the things that I think of, I kind of think about them and I'm like, okay, this is a cool idea. Maybe it's like a program or I've thought of multiple new business ideas over the last mm -hmm. couple of years, but the actually one that I'm about to start like sort of working on, I actually do have a new business idea and it's a totally different space. It's a tech SaaS company. So nothing to do with mm -hmm. um, product or anything. And I knew it came into my head in May. I was doing my exercises and it popped into my head. And I always get good ideas when I'm exercising. Uh, that's like my, it's like my channel. Or maybe something. that's, maybe I should start that. <laughs> maybe that's a motivator. I'm motivator to start like working out more. Maybe I can get better ideas. <laughs> there was like exercises for my back because I, my back stinks and I had to go to a physical therapist. So it wasn't even yeah. like, exercise it was like these stupid exercises for my back uh -huh. like the idea popped into my head and I was like oh my god this is my idea I just I'm very intuitive so I was like this is my idea mm -hmm. I know it and I've worked on it a little bit I've thought about it a little bit I've started like mapping things out but I had to give myself time and space to like dive into it so I knew after my book was launched I would start working on the, my this other business idea so I'm dedicating mm -hmm the next half of November and December to like dive in on it. But I have to have like mental space before I can dive into something. So you kind of ask right. me how do you like get started? I think for me, I have to know it's an idea that's worth going into. And again, most of my mm -hmm. ideas aren't. They're either not mm -hmm. for now or they're, they get put in like the, the no, no, I'm not going to move forward with that. Mm -hmm. But I think just for me, I listen to my intuition. And if I'm mentally kind of ready to dive into something, then I just, whatever the first step is, I'll just kind of start working on it. So like with this new business mm -hmm. idea, as an example, I thought about it in May. I can't remember when I first started working on it loosely. And I'm going to say loosely because I've barely done anything. I opened up, a, I think for me too, I love Google Docs. Okay. I'll start yeah. a Google folder and I'll, have, I'll open up my first doc and I'll just start mapping out brain dumps, notes, whatever. So this is a great like business activity. I don't know if it works well for mm -hmm personal things, but I guess it could. Um, and I just like, for me, it just comes down to intuition. Is this the right thing for me? And am I super excited about it? And then that's kind of it. So it's not really a great <laughs> response, but like my new business idea, like I just told you, I kind of started working on it a little bit, but I had so many other things I was doing at the same time. Like yeah. I have all these group coaching programs. I had 
like I was literally in the middle of my new signature program that I launched and like creating content for it, just too much on my plate. And I knew I don't have the mental capacity for this. Plus I have to finish my stupid book before I can do anything right. else. Um, yeah, I'm gonna absolutely. So I don't know if that yeah. is that an answer. Yeah, but- no, absolutely. Do you think that you, do you think you've always had that intuition or is that something that you like, if you think way back to like, maybe one of your first things that you started for business, because I, I feel like I also trust, like, I will know if an idea is something that I think I can see it through and I can, like, it can come to fruition, but it, it wasn't always like that for me because I didn't always trust myself. I didn't always trust myself to be able to follow through. And so I think that there's a certain, like a certain time when you have to almost really kind of learn about yourself and start to really listen to your voice and trust yourself. Because I think oftentimes people might have ideas or things that they want to do, but they'll talk themselves out of it because they just are afraid to fail or they don't know the correct steps. So do you think it's, do you think you've always listened to your intuition or do you think that you sort of had to develop that over time? I think develop, I think, mm-hmm. okay, I'll say I think because I come from more of a corporate background. I, you know, did marketing in corporate America for like a decade plus. And I didn't have sort of like the normal, like I went to college, I finished college and then I started working right away. I did traveling, mm-hmm. and I, you know, did all sorts of crazy things and wasted time. And then I got serious, got a master's, got the corporate job, blah, blah, blah. And then basically had a child, went through a very, like, really fucking traumatic time. I think we talked about this before. (laughs) Traumatic time after having a child and then basically got an idea. I had left my job of like five years, which I loved and got this idea for, which ended up being my first business, the Dapper Dog Box. I was at the gym again. (laughs) Ideas come to me when I'm I'm moving, whether it's like walking Mm -hmm. the dog or whatever. And the idea popped into my head. You should start a a product-based business. Like you should start a subscription box. I had never once thought of it before. Not one Mm -hmm. moment in my life. I never was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to like live laptop lifestyle. Never. It Mm -hmm. popped my brain out of like thin ice or thin air. Sorry, not thin ice. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought about it for a few days and I just knew, like I knew this, I had to do it. And so I would Mm -hmm. say that was my first big intuitive thing. I don't Mm -hmm. really... I don't know if I thought about intuition much before that, but like, mm-hmm. I think that was the first moment of it. Cause I had no, it wasn't like I dreamt of being an entrepreneur. My family right. are not entrepreneurs. I didn't follow entrepreneurs. It, the idea mm-hmm. came to me. I always think it was like a gift from the universe. Cause I was going through mm-hmm. such a hard time and that business kind of saved me in a lot of ways. It sounds, yeah. cheap. it really did. It like pulled me out of this Absolutely. black hole that I was in after having a baby and having like really bad postpartum depression. And it, I don't know. And it just like changed my life. And so I think since then Mm -hmm. I've been more intuitive, but not always because honestly, after I uh, sold the the first business, I was doing freelance work. I was actually applying to corporate jobs. I was like, I need balance in my life. I need to like not be working myself into the ground like I did with my first business, the Dapper Dog. And so I was applying to like, you know, Starbucks and all these corporate companies in Seattle and nothing was working out. And I was like, why am I such a loser? Why is no one hiring me? And then one of my, I'm like rambling. One of my neighbors 
who our dogs played together, she was a career coach. And so we did a career coaching session and she was literally like, this is why you're not getting hired. She was like, you need to start your own thing. This is all the things that you value in life. And it was like freedom and flexibility and, you know, making your own decisions and blah, blah, blah. She was like, you know, you really should, should do that. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I thought about it before, but I, I kept telling myself I needed more balance in my life. And if I started another company, like I wouldn't have balance. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, it's super hard. Like, I mean, it's super hard anyway, but it's really yeah. hard when you're trying to run your own and, yeah. you know, have the balance. So for sure. Yeah. No, for no, sure. there's no such thing as balance. But so I mm -hmm. almost talked, so I was like talking myself out of this advice. And I had thought about it when I sold my business. I literally was like, I would love to teach people how to start subscription in the, in particular subscription box businesses, because I went through, I had a hard time starting mine. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. What platform do you do? How do you source products? Like all the things that product people struggle with. I was like, I want to help people start, start a business. And so I, I kind of knew then that I wanted to do it, but I was talking myself out of it because uh, from fear, a hundred percent percent. I was like, if I just get a job at like Starbucks or, and I, I yeah. mean, Starbucks corporate, not like the coffee shop. Yeah. I do think the coffee shop would be fun. I mm -hmm. thought oh, I'll have balance and, and my life will be easier, but, but really. Cause you, like, it's like the safe route, right? Like it's safe because it's something, you know, like it's so predictable, yeah. like corporate yeah. or being like in a nine to five job. It's so predictable. Yeah. I know what I'm going into. I know when I leave at the end of the day, I'm going to leave and I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a paycheck every, you know, every month I'm going to collect a paycheck. And so it's that safety. It's that safety. Right. Totally. But like I, but then like, I wasn't listening to my intuition. I was squashing it. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I just want something. Cause again, you have your first business. You don't know what you're doing. You work all the, at least I did. I worked all the time. I literally started my business when my kid was six months old and mm -hmm. worked myself to the ground. And I loved it. I loved it. That business, like it's like, it's, it's a baby, you know, you birth mm -hmm. it and you grow it and it would change my whole life because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for that. But yeah, I think just to answer, I, I'm kind of skirting around your question. However, I think mm -hmm. back then I actually wasn't listening to my intuition and, mm -hmm. and I did start my, my current business. And now I'm like, what, what the hell was I so afraid of? Like, mm -hmm. what was I so afraid of? And I should have yeah. started the second I sold my business and I wasted a whole mm -hmm. year of like being afraid and trying to be safe and all that. So I think things happen for a reason. And maybe I just needed space to, to, process, you know, the business and I'm selling it and trying to like figure out life and all that. But, but I would say since starting my current business, this business has really made me grow and like challenged me and done, I think made myself become more brave. I would say that I don't think I was very intuitive before that. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. also listening, like going with your gut on things when like I feel like, so I'm a human design projector. I think you are too. And like, I yeah. totally have visions of things. 100%. Mm -hmm. I see them from people. I sometimes meet someone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I f like, I know this thing's going to like, this big thing's going to come for you. Or I'll get an mm -hmm. idea for someone and I can, I can literally not just see it happening for them, but I can like see their business unraveling. It's really weird. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like it, but I can see it sometimes. So I really do have these like visions for people. And I think the more I'm learning about that, I'm also like just listening to myself more. And if it's a no, right. then, then it's a no. So, yeah.
Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you're right. Like, I think that so often we have this idea of what life should look like, right? Like what we've been taught that we're going to grow up and we're going to go to college or we're going to start our career and we're going to work for somebody else. Like oftentimes if you, if you're not exposed to small business or entrepreneurship, because that's not around you, you just assume you're going to, you know, work for somebody else. And that is the safe, you know, that is a safe bet. And that's great. And that, and it, that works well for some people. And, and obviously it's, it's fine, but I do think that sort of like, once you kind of get the bug for, you know, if you build like a successful business, or even if it's, even if it wasn't successful, you learned something from it, but you understand that you can do it. I think it's the biggest sort of like confidence booster to be like, who am I to like build this like amazing and like Dapper Dog Box was like a very successful business for you. And I mean, to be able to like, walk like to walk away from that and selling that business and then to even you know still at that point kind of being like oh i might want to play it safe but i could see that because if your son was small and young at that time you're also just going through a lot of that like you know there's a lot of questions in terms of like how available am i going to be like you know like what tool will this take on my family if i'm constantly working especially if that's how you did your first business, which the first business I ever started was the same thing. And eventually I just burnt out. Like I just, I just got to the point where I hated it and I just didn't want to do it anymore because it didn't, I had basically sucked all of the joy out of it because I just went full force and I didn't have, I didn't have any boundaries with it. And so I think that, you know, that can be hard. How do you now, because you I feel like have so many different facets of your business that how do you like, I'm really not a true believer in work-life balance. Like I will use the term loosely because that's the term that people recognize, but I really talk more about work-life integration and how you just have to sort of make the two work together. And there's really not balance there, but it will just like, cohesively work together the best that you can. So how do you sort of manage that? Because one of the things that I wanted to bring you on to share is like, you do all of this stuff. I'm not even kidding you guys. She like wrote a book, like she has a podcast and like all of this stuff is very successful. Like, it's not like I have a podcast and 10 people fucking listen to it. It's like, you know, like I think like at UPP last year, I don't even know you hit like a hundred thousand downloads or something. And like you, I mean, it's just, you've built these businesses, but you will, you will be the first person to talk about like the, like traveling and doing things for yourself. And I specifically want to talk to you about your bear trip that you went on because you were so excited. And I mean, I look at that and I think, wow, like that is literally the sign of somebody who figures out, like, maybe you don't have the time necessarily when you look at your calendar to like fit a bear trip into your busy schedule, but you still prioritize it. Like you make it happen because it's that important to you. Like you might not have the time for it, but you're going to make the time because it's that important to you. So how do you do that? Like, tell me how you like manage to like in the middle of launching a book or writing a book. Like, I think, I don't even know if your book was complete. Were you in editing process when you went on the bear trip? 
Yeah, it was done before then. So mm-hmm. I booked the bear trip in January. So January mm-hmm. 2022. I like just a quick backstory on that. I basically mm-hmm. was mapping out, like not mapping out, writing out a, a goals list for the year, like personal goals and business goals. And I was like, you know what? I really want to go. I really want to like, this was January 2nd or something, 2023. No, 20. Yeah, 23. I was like January of last year. No, it was this year. Anyway, 2023, and I wrote on my personal goals list, go on a bear trip to Alaska. And then, you know, you know how, what happens usually when you come up with goals, they, you think about them or you might write them down, but then you don't do anything. You kind of ask me earlier, when you have an idea, what do you do to take action or whatever? But this, it was <laughs> like, oh, I don't want this to become something that just sits on a dusty Google Drive document and I don't do anything about it. So I think it was like a day or two later, I just started researching. Like I had no, I didn't know of any bear trips in Alaska, but I started researching and I literally found one pretty much immediately. I didn't do a ton of research. I did enough where I felt comfortable making a decision. And I was like, okay, done. Put my deposit down. It was 500 bucks. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I just put a $500 deposit down on a bear trip to Alaska in August. And I can't (laughs) wait. And I, the excitement that I felt. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like, like huge. Match. Cause like for me, that's, I love Alaska. I love traveling and I love animals, but to see mm-hmm. this beautiful creature in, in like its own habitat is just something magical. And mm-hmm. I just knew I wanted to do it. I don't know. Like it mm-hmm. had to happen for me. That's all I can really mm-hmm. say. It had to happen. So I put down my deposit and then I was like, okay, done. Now I have to come up with 10 grand for this fucking trip because it's mm-hmm. expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like, and like I, I said, okay, I'm going to use my, that was a big thing for me too. It was like, I was going to use my business to fund that trip and not mm-hmm. necessarily use personal money. Even though if we think mm-hmm. about it, you know, if we're paying ourselves from our business and then using that right. for a bear trip, I mean, that's kind of still using your own money, but for mm-hmm. me, it's like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to pay for this trip with my business, like leverage my business, mm-hmm. leverage all that to pay for it. And, and I'm not joking when, when I had to come up with the amount of money due for the trip, I almost had that much money in my bank account, like to the penny. It was really because I had just launched a group coaching program and I got a bunch of people that like, I don't know if they paid in full or whatever, but it, like the money mm-hmm. was weird. It was really weird. So that's that was crazy. Exciting. That was exciting. That's so, yeah, that's so crazy. So yeah. in, so you went on the bear trip in during the summer, correct? Yep. Middle of August. Yep. Yeah. And how long, how long was the trip? It was a five day trip. And then I tacked on a day at the beginning and the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being gone for a, an entire week. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very nice. Yeah. Right. I love that. And you did it solo, right? You, it was like a, I mean, you, there were other people there, but you didn't yeah. like go with your family or a friend mm-hmm. or anything. It was just like you, right. You just were That's like, yep. yeah. 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 So, me. which I just is like literally like bucket list item as like, I just want to solo travel somewhere. Like, and I'm, I'm like, I don't care if it's just like, up the road to Austin by myself. I don't care where it is. I don't have to go to Alaska with bears, but I just like want to do like a trip by myself. But you, it's even outside of, 
even outside of your Alaska trip, I know that you are like an avid paddleboarder. So you're always, you're out walking your dogs all the time. You love to be outdoors. You do, you do your camping trips. I think you just bought a little RV, right? Did you finally get a little, a little RV, right? And so how is it like, how do you manage or how do you prioritize that time for you and your family? Do you have to like make, like, do you make like hard and fast boundaries for that? Do you have to, how do you manage it? Because I, I feel like you do a lot. Like, I feel like you really have like this very good, maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe this is just, I mean, I, I all saying that I see this on the internet. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm not saying you're like a giant liar on the internet, but perception, it's always different. Like you get a snippet, right? On the internet, okay? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely true. But yeah, you get like a little sliver. So for my perception, I'm looking and I'm thinking to myself, this is, I feel like it's a really great example of a woman who is incredibly busy with all of these different things going on in your business. Also, you know, you're a wife, you're a mom. I mean, you are, but you're active and you stay active and you carve out this time for yourself. And so tell me a little bit about like, what does that look like for you? Have, have you always done that? Has it always been important to you? Like how, yeah. how does that happen? Yeah. I think for me, a couple of things. One is I am an only child and mm -hmm. I have always been, I would use the word fiercely like fiercely independent. So mm -hmm. I've really been doing things by myself. I can remember just being, you know, 13, 13 years old, maybe, I don't know. And I would like, I lived in the suburb of Boston and I would, you know, take a bus to the train station, then hop on a train. And I would go into Boston for the day by myself. I remember my 16th, 15, 16th birthday. I like spent the day in Boston wandering around. I remember going to a bagel shop and like eating a chocolate chip bagel and walking to the like seaport area, Boston and seeing the seals. And, you know, and then I would take the train back. I'd go to my grandmother's house and then I would go on my way home. Just an example. I'm just a 16 year old. It's not a big deal, but yeah, I've been doing stuff by myself really for as long as I can remember when I was a the uh, last semester of college, I studied abroad in London. And that was like a pivotal moment in my life, I would say. And then really since then, that was when I discovered my love of, of travel and kind of like this travel and adventure. I showed up in London and they had lost my luggage and I was like, whatever, who fucking cares? I'm in London. And I like <laughs> to my like flats, which is what they call mm -hmm. it. I love it. But I was like, I'm so happy. I'm in London. My luggage is gone. Who cares? I don't know. Like I've always been really independent. And, you know, when I was 23, me and my college roommate, got a work visa and we went to Australia for five months. Mm -hmm. For me, that's mm -hmm. sort of been the norm, I would say, since I did that study abroad in London. I've kind of always just done wacky things either like with a friend or alone. Um, and, and then, you know, I lived in different places, moved back to Boston and, you know, travel was just, has always been a huge part of my life. My job for almost 10 years with different companies was like traveling and recruiting students to study in the US. And one of those jobs, which is the job I had until I started my business, I literally got paid to travel overseas, stay in nice hotels and, you know, order room service or whatever, whatever I so wanted. So nice. 
and yeah. like international students. And so I got mm-hmm. I'm used to like traveling by myself is is not something that's like a weird thing for me. I've kind of always done mm-hmm. that. I do think I and I think I, I mentioned this to you before, or maybe someone else, I forget. The bear trip was was a little scary for me. You know, it mm-hmm. was an expensive trip and I it, I had a lot of guilt around that, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. At almost it was almost 10 grand, like full and full. Mm-hmm. Lot of money, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Not, I I will say like there has to be well, some, especially for one person too. Yeah, you know, some, some privilege if you can pay for that. And again, I mm-hmm. worked really really hard, and I did feel guilt about spending that much money on a trip. But I was like, you know what? This is a once in a lifetime trip. I really want to do it. I know I'm going to be appreciative and grateful, and I know it's going to be this experience that kind of changes me. And that's exactly what it did. It like. There's so many things that I could share on how that trip, like it literally changed my life. I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think like there's a balance between doing these crazy trips and then just doing like, you know, a weekend away at an Airbnb that's not like right, crazy. Right. I've always, you know, you asked me kind of, have I always liked doing things by myself or have I always like traveled mm-hmm. alone? I mm-hmm. mean, yes and no. It was always either with a company, you know, or that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say I've always been super independent and I also really need alone time. I'm definitely introverted, even though everyone always thinks I'm super extroverted. I'm definitely not. I'm very introverted. I love chatting with you in person, but if we meet in person in real life or we have a strategy session, literally after like a 60 minute strategy session with someone, I'm like, I need to go hide in my bed and like not talk to anyone for two days my energy gets drained. And so that's something that I'm definitely like more aware of now when it comes to things like that. Oh, I forget what I was even going with that. But yeah, I've sort of always done a lot of, oh, alone time I was talking about. I love Mm -hmm. alone time. I like need alone time. I crave alone time. And so I really structure a lot of the things that I do so I can get some alone time, if that sounds, sounds weird. I definitely am not someone who always needs to be around people, I'm sort of the opposite. I'm yeah, a hermit in some ways where I just like, yeah. want to be left alone in my little shell and then I'll pop right. my little out and I'll have a conversation and then I kind of retreat back in. So yeah. Yeah. yeah same. I mean, I definitely think that that when you're when you have that personality, then mm-hmm. I can see where kind of traveling alone is appealing because right, you don't you're not really like you're already so overstimulated and I would imagine like being on the bear trip, like you're just feeling so many things, like so many emotions and, and all of these like incredible feelings that then being able to kind of take it in and reflect on that, like solo would be like amazing. So like the guilt that you felt around it, or did you feel guilty for the amount of money that you were spending or like the amount of time you were taking away or was it? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel guilty about the money part, but mm-hmm. you know, I just thought to myself, look, you you're not doing this every day. Right. If you find a couple like if you find a really cool place that you're just dreaming to go up, maybe it's for you, it's like Bali and you want to go on an expensive trip, who cares? Like, why should you mm-hmm. not go on an expensive trip? Mm-hmm. But I did feel guilty about it because I know it's a lot of money. And we could have used that money for some like a house improvement mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But since I don't do that often, it wasn't an issue like between mm-hmm. my me and my husband or anything. He was like, mm-hmm. in fact, I think I didn't even talk to him before. I think I just said, oh, by the way, I 
um, put down a deposit for a bear trip in Alaska. I'll be gone mm-hmm. away for a few days in August. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I think my son is old enough. Like he's eight now. I think if I did that when he was like two, that may have been an issue because <laughs> look, I don't know. And plus I was like, so much oh, more work then. Oh, we might need your help in August. But we did. We didn't. But yeah, guilt, yeah. You know, guilt over the money. But I kind of was like, you know, it, it's okay. You don't do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm old enough now where if I want to treat myself to something, I'm getting older and Mm -hmm. life is short. And if you want to do something, like figure out how to make it happen. And I also think Mm -hmm. too, I kind of hit this point with my, with my business. I don't know, maybe it was like October of last year. So it's been about a year now where I was like, I need to change the way I run my business. I need my life to be fun and not my business sucking the life out of me. And I think when I with my goals in January, I kind of reflected on that. And I was like, all right, well, if you want your business to be different this year, like, what are you going to do differently about it? And so the mm-hmm. bear for me, I think was just an indicator of you're going to use your business to fund cool things in life. Like what are things that you yeah. really do? let's use your business to figure out a way to pay for that. So, yeah. So that was one thing. And then you asked about the guilt of leaving. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think for mm-hmm. me, I'm not and I'm not saying this to be insulting or anything. So I hope it doesn't come across like that. I've definitely never been a, a parent who is like, I have to stay home with my kid every minute of the day. Like I need to be attached to them every second. I'm definitely not like that necessarily. Like I said, I've, I think being an only child, being independent um, and just always having other things that I love to do. I, I still am a parent. I have dogs too. And I take care of them, but like, also I still want to do things for myself because absolutely we make it, we make ourselves feel guilty for doing things for ourselves. Like we're being selfish, but Mm -hmm. we're not because if we want to function and be happy, we need to make ourselves happy. I don't know. Right. Right. No, absolutely. I definitely think, and I, I think that one of the things too, with like you saying, even like how much like the 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 money portion of it and feeling guilty about that when you really sort of like probably map that i mean probably was like i mean obviously it's not like it was a drop in the bucket or anything that's a lot of money but at the same time like if you look at like over the course of the year what you might spend on like a bunch of bullshit that didn't impact your life the way that that trip impacted your life or mm-hmm. what you walked away from like the experience that you walked away from having is so much more impactful than just like, you know, however, these little other trips that maybe you did, you would have did or, or things that you would have purchased and spent that money on, you know, instead. And I just, I love when like unapologetically you can show up and you can just say like, yeah, like I like things, like I like to go travel. And just because I'm a parent, doesn't mean that now I never get to do that for myself because yeah. it's so easy to mm-hmm. to just think like I can no longer do these things because I am a yeah. mom and I should devote every minute to my child. And really, I very much feel like when we do that, we're not just doing a giant disservice to ourselves. But we're mm-hmm. also just teaching our kid that they literally cannot be independent at all. I mean, obviously, you you can do this in certain ways. You can't just abandon the child and be like, raise yourself, kid. I mean, and do whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> but 
glad I made there. I feel like, you know, people are so hands on with everything and they want to be so, you know, and a lot of times I do think like that's just what they were taught. That's what they know. And maybe that works for them. But if it doesn't work for you, you have to change it. Like you have to prioritize and say, I am a person, I am a human being and I deserve to take a fucking nap for three hours if I want to without you people climbing all over me or I deserve to sit outside and read my book without you asking me where something is 37 times a day or whatever that is right so I love love that you recognize that and I feel like that's just such an important trait for women and moms to have yeah, you know, I no, I agree. And I also think too, and I, I haven't always been like that. Like, yes, I have. I think since being a parent and then starting business, my first business, like I didn't do anything for myself. I would say for those three years I had Dapper Dog Box, I didn't do mm-hmm. things for myself. I didn't take care of myself in any capacity, like zero mm-hmm. self-care, zero boundaries, zero anything. But I also think too, the last year of my business, I've kind of come into this I don't know, focus of like trying to just inspire people to do things that are scary, like trying to inspire people or motivate or something. I don't know Mm -hmm. to, if you're scared of something, do it anyway. And I think Mm -hmm. when I, when I kind of think about those things, I think that's another reason why I really wanted to do the, the bear trip as well. It was expensive. It's kind of crazy. I mean, literally people, I got so many people really since I mentioned I was going on that trip, the amount of people that have, have asked me like, why, why would you do that? Why, why would you want to go on a trip where you're like five feet from a a grizzly bear? It's actually a Brown, a coastal Brown bear, but I'll say grizzly bear. So people know. And I got so many questions like, how do you do that? Why would you want to do that? Like, also that's so cool. Like the amount of people that were like, wow, that is so badass," or like, that's so cool. Like go on that kind of trip too. So I always feel like if I can also just motivate other people or inspire people to like kind of do something that's scary, whether it's starting a business or starting a podcast or writing a book or literally going on a trip where you're hanging out with a wild animal 10 feet away from you. Like, I love that. Nothing makes me honestly happier than when someone DMs me or emails me and they say, oh my gosh, because of that thing that you did or that you wrote or whatever, like, I'm going to do this cool thing too, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I personally... I think that for me is super rewarding and I just, I don't know. I love it so much. And I think like you have to have, you have to, if you want to have a business, like you really have to, and I'm, it's still a work in progress for me, but like you have to, you use your business and like mold it to suit your life and not the other way around. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I didn't do for years. I've only just Mm -hmm. started doing, I would say the last year or year and a half. And mm-hmm. so again, that's why that expensive, crazy trip that I did was definitely super meaningful to me. And, you know, it was scary. I was very nervous, like walking into the welcome first, the welcome dinner for the bear trip, because uh-huh. it was a trip. It was only <clears throat> people. And I was nervous walking in. I remember literally being like, oh my God, like my heart was like pumping. I was like, oh my God, like, who's going to be here? Am I going to be like old? Am I going to be young? Like, I don't know. What are they going to think of me? And, you know, so I, so even though I went on this trip, like I was also nervous about things too. It isn't yeah. like, you know, you do things and you're just so fearless. Well, no, yeah. like, I was also nervous too. I'm fucking human, but I don't let that stop me. You know, I'll still mm-hmm. do it anyway, even though it's a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So. 
So no, I love that. I love that so much. I mean, that's literally like the exact reason that I wanted to have you on because I do feel like, I mean, I look at you and I'm like, yeah, you're like a normal everyday person. Like, but that's just like doing these like incredibly extraordinary things that are so awesome. And I just love that. So what, so tell me what's next. What's next for you? We, you have the book, which is incredible. I love the book so much. And so you, that just released what beginning of October, right? at Early parts of October. No. Yes. Middle of October. Sorry. Middle of October. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I think it's been three weeks now, which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So okay. then what's next? Like follow up book, like new business that you're working on. Like what are you, what are what else are you doing? Yeah. So the next thing for me, I do have an idea for this, for a book number two, but it's more case studies. Mm-hmm. So that will be exciting. Yeah. I think, but I'm not, but that's like, so that's in my pile of like later, later. I'm not mm-hmm. thinking about that. So what's next for me is I'm sort of actually not really rebranding my business, but kind of, I'm actually changing my business name. I am, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a proper company name, not my name. And I'm actually going to be starting a new business. And this is more <laughs> in the like SaaS tech space. I'm not, not sure exactly what it, it's going to be an app or it's going to be like an application that you would use, but it's going to mm-hmm. be something totally different. I'm, this is like my big idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we talk about like, how do you know when it's a good idea? Like I just fucking know. Okay. I know mm-hmm. this is my big idea and it's going to be something that's going to help e-commerce businesses, product businesses kind of know what to work on, like know mm-hmm. what to focus on to grow their business. I'll mm-hmm. kind of that much information because nice. I'm in the early stages of development. Yeah. But I, I'm very excited about it. So I'm soon we'll be kind of diving into that. I've shared a little bit on my Instagram about it and I've mentioned it on the podcast <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, it's something totally different for me because it's not e-commerce and it's not like a education, like coaching or right. thing. So I'm, I'm not moving away from that necessarily, but I am changing a lot of my business kind of like what we talked about, just like, again, introverted and just, I've done like one-on-one coaching for three years and launched a million programs. And I kind of, like I was telling you earlier, I've sort of hit a wall, I would say a couple of weeks ago where I just was like, oh my God, this is what burnout feels like. This is what really bad burnout feels like. And I've been laying low for a few weeks and just kind of thinking about things. So anyway, I'm kind of going to be working on that new business and cutting back this, my current business. And I don't mean cutting back necessarily, but just changing what I'm offering for people and mm-hmm. like of me having to like do calls and stuff and just, right. um, I gotta, I gotta think big. So this is me thinking, um, I think technology and all that is definitely a direction that I'm, I'm wanting to head into. So I'm, I'm really excited. It's definitely very scary because it's like unknown territory. Now you're talking yeah. work developers and code and all kinds of craziness. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. we'll see. My husband is going to be helping me a little, and I'm very scared about that because I'm afraid I might, (laughs) I might. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Working with, working with your husband might be like, really, that might be hard. I mean, my husband helps me with the candles, but I mean, and he is a complete saint, but there's definitely sometimes when I, when 
I'm sure even he is like, honestly, I need you to get off my back a little bit. But I mean, we managed. So that's a little scary. So really quickly, while we wrap this up, tell me and tell everybody where they can find you. Tell them all about where they can find your incredible customer obsession book and all of the things. Thank you so much. You can find me on my website, kerryfitzgerald.com, K-E-R-R-I-E, and then Instagram, kerry.a.fitzgerald. And my book, thank you so much for plugging it, Customer Obsession. It is available pretty much anywhere online. You can just Google it, but Mm barnesandnobles.com, Amazon, you know, Amazon, obviously the, the easiest way, Amazon Kindle, but it's a great book for anyone who has a product business and... Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy that things out into the world and I don't have to tell people, oh, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Yeah. I feel like it went fast on our end, but I'm sure that wasn't the case on your end. (laughs) So for a while and I just like, I kept trying to make the pre-orders work and it it would not list on Amazon for me for pre-order. So I had a lot of, so crazy, a lot of publishing issues, like the self-publishing. Yeah. It was a bit of a night. So but yeah. it's okay. It happens. So yeah, it's, it's done and it's brilliant and it's beautiful. And you can like check it off your list as one of the things that you got to accomplish. So I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. And yes, if you guys, Carrie also has a podcast. So if you want to head over and listen to her podcast, but we, I will link up everything in the show notes. You'll be able to find her. I'll link up the book and we will do all of that. And so Carrie, thank you so much for being with us. I love, love, loved having you on. Thank you so much. It was so good to be on here. Thank you. Yay. Everyone else, while you can't even sit down for an hour alone without feeling guilty, then let me welcome you to Hustle Culture Dropout, where we're trading the chaos for clarity. I'm your host, Chastity Campbell, mom, wife, entrepreneur, and professional procrastinator. And I'm ready to bring you along as we discuss everything from burnout to self-care and entrepreneurship to wellness. If you're looking for someone who's got it all figured out, you are definitely in the wrong place. But if you want to discover how to be genuinely happy, make an impact in this world, and occasionally have mindless conversations about the latest celebrity gossip, I've got you. So get ready for some no-nonsense real talk as we take on the insanity of life and what it means to be a woman in today's world. This is Hustle Culture Dropout.